what comes to mind is the sacrifice of the Passover animal. We see in verse 21, Moses says, Go select an animal from the flock according to your families and slaughter the Passover animal. And how they, like the details in selecting that animal is found in Exodus 12, 5, which says, You must have an unblemished animal, a year old male. You may take it from either the sheep or the goats. Now, back then, it was always the, usually the lamb is the way they leaned. So they'd have a Passover lamb that they sacrificed. But then you think of, you just break this down, right? You must have an unblemished animal. And why do you need an unblemished animal? Well, it's because you are blemished. I am blemished. They were blemished. They were not righteous, godly people. They were sinners, just like you and me. They're, they were human. And they weren't just morally sinful, they were spiritually sinful. We see in Ezekiel 28 that they did not forsake the gods of Egypt, and we know what they did later on um, at the mount when Moses went up the mountain to speak with God and get the Ten Commandments, um, that they rebelled against him in that way. So they were blemished. Uh they were not spotless, so they needed an animal that was unblemished and spotless to take their place. And uh, so that's how they would look. They would search for that animal. They would examine animals trying to find that unblemished, spotless lamb to uh, take their place as the Passover animal that was sacrificed. Really, we see that in Christ. It's beautiful. And at the very time... Um, of the week of unleavened bread, about the same time when they were searching for their Passover animal, Christ himself was taken and examined by the Sanhedrin. He was examined in our place every way we are, yet he was without sin. Yes, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So he was examined by the Sanhedrin, and he was found faultless. They could not pin a sin on him. Um, he was the pure, spotless, unblemished Lamb of God, which brings all this symbolism and, and remembrance of the whole story of Isaac. Um, when Abraham goes to offer his son Isaac as the sacrifice, and God stops him through that angelic messenger, and they look in that thicket, and there's a ram, and they take the ram and sacrifice it for their sins and the sins of their family. In the same way, Christ was found with that those crowns of thorn pressed upon his brow, and he was caught in a thicket, and he was taken as the spotless. John the Baptist looked at him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he was taken and put on the cross and sacrificed for our sins. Um, he took our place. There's this important substitution that took place where we deserve to be punished for the wages of sin is death, yet he willingly went to the cross. And in the same way, they put the blood on the doorpost so that when the Lord passed through the land, uh, passed through the land of Egypt, he would pass over the doors that had the blood on the doorposts. In a similar way, the blood of Christ was put upon those two beams on the cross so that anyone who believes in him shall not perish, 
but have everlasting life. So there's been this beautiful provision, this beautiful blessing. The greatest provision and blessing you can ever find is in the gift of the Son of the living God, Jesus Christ, and what he did for us on the cross. So that's what comes to my mind when I think of the symbolism of the Passover. The heart of it was the sacrifice of this animal, and the heart of Easter for me is looking to the cross of Christ as the greater Passover ram who died for us, for our forgiveness of sins and the freedom that's bought through our redemption in Christ. Thank you.